Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Today in Science from Wired. This atomic clock will transform deep space exploration. The toaster-sized device will help make human travel to Mars and beyond a reality. By Katrina Miller. It was 2.30 in the morning when astronautical engineer Todd Ely watched as a little atomic clock, the size of a four-slice toaster, was launched into space on a satellite attached to one of the most powerful rockets in the world. He distinctly remembers a bright flash and a beating vibration that lasted long after the light went dim. You feel it in your chest, he recalls. Also at the site was Ely's colleague, Eric Burt, a physicist who is an expert at atomic clocks. Despite all of the shake tests they had performed beforehand to ensure their delicate device could endure the journey into space, the violence of the launch left Burt in disbelief. The whole earth shakes, he remembers. I watched it from three miles away, thinking, how is our little clock going to ever survive? But it did. Ely and Bert are two leaders of the Deep Space Atomic Clock Project at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and in September, more than two years after the clock's deployment into low Earth orbit, the clock's satellite was powered off, marking the end of its first mission. It's the most precise clock to ever operate in space, and it's paving the way for making real-time navigation of the cosmos a reality. A robust onboard navigation system is going to be a fundamental component to human exploration beyond Earth says Ely, the project's principal investigator, and our clock can play a role in that. Atomic clocks, like every other kind, start with an oscillator, something that vibrates. It could be as simple as a pendulum arm swinging, or it could be a quartz crystal like you have in your watch or iPhone, Bert says. The frequency of that vibration, or how many oscillations occur in a second, is how clocks keep time, or tick. But oscillators are fickle. The stability of their frequency degrades over time, a phenomenon known as drift. So, Bert says, atomic clocks pair an oscillator with a collection of atoms to help keep that frequency stable. This clock uses mercury, but others have used cesium, rubidium, or strontium. Atoms are made up of electrons circling a nucleus, and these electrons can exist only in specific discrete orbits based on how much energy they have. To jump into higher orbits, the electrons must be given energy of just the right frequency. That means scientists can monitor the stability of their clocks by observing the activity of the atoms it is paired with. 
One way to envision it is that the atomic portion is just a steering wheel on the oscillator, says Bert. If it's at the right frequency, then you get a lot of atoms jumping around. If it's at the wrong frequency, nothing happens. In June, the team published a paper in Nature reporting that their clock has extremely low drift, corresponding to a deviation of less than four billionths of a second over the course of 23 days. At this rate, the time over which this clock would lose a second is 1,000 years, says Bert. This is much better than other clocks currently operating in space, which would be off by a second after about 90 years, although ground-based clocks are still 10 to 100 times more accurate. We would have been happy just to demonstrate operability, he says. Frankly, if we had turned it on and it worked, and then failed 10 minutes later, we'd be dancing in the streets. But it accomplished a lot more than that. James Camparo of the Aerospace Corporation thinks the drift of their clock is exceptionally low. These on-orbit frequency stability results are very encouraging for the technology, even though the clock did not operate in its optimal settings while in space, says Camparo, who holds a doctorate in chemical physics and was not involved in the study. He anticipates that during the next phase of the mission, the JPL team will achieve even lower frequency variations, further improving the clock's performance. This kind of precision timing will be needed for future deep space missions. Currently, navigation in space actually requires all of the decisions to be made on Earth. Ground navigators bounce radio signals to a spacecraft and back, and ultra-precise clocks can time how long the round trip takes. This measurement is used to calculate information about position, speed, and direction, and a final signal is sent back to the space vessel with commands on how to adjust course, but the time it takes to send messages back and forth is a real limitation. For objects near the moon, the two-way trip only takes a couple of seconds, Ely says. But as you travel further out, the time required quickly becomes inefficient. Near Mars, the round-trip time is about 40 minutes. And near Jupiter, this increases to about an hour and a half. By the time you travel all the way out to the current location of the Voyager, a satellite exploring interstellar space, he says it can take days. Far out into the cosmos, it would be impractical and unsafe to rely on this method, especially if the craft was carrying people. Currently, uncrewed missions, like the Perseverance rovers landing on Mars, rely on automated systems for navigation decisions that have to be made on short timescales. The solution, the JPL team says, is to equip the spacecraft with its own atomic clock and eliminate the need for ground-based calculations. The craft will always need to receive an initial signal from Earth in order to measure its position and direction from a constant point of reference. But there would be no need to bounce a signal back because the subsequent navigation calculations could be done in real time on board. Until now, this was impossible. Atomic clocks used to navigate from the ground are too big, the size of refrigerators, and current space clocks aren't accurate enough to rely on. The JPL team's version is the first one that's both small enough to fit on a spacecraft and stable enough for one-way navigation to become a reality. It may prove useful for ground travel, too. On Earth, we use GPS, a network of satellites carrying atomic clocks that help us navigate on the surface. But according to Ely, these clocks aren't nearly as stable. Their drift needs to be corrected at least twice a day to ensure a constant stream of accurate information for everyone on Earth. If you had a more stable clock that had less drift, you could decrease that kind of overhead, says Ely. In the future, he also imagines that a large population of humans or robots on the moon or Mars will need to have their own tracking infrastructure. 
a GPS-like constellation of satellites equipped with tiny atomic clocks could accomplish this. Comparo agrees and says the device could even be configured to use on ground stations on Mars or the Moon. It's worth noting that when you consider space system timekeeping, we often focus on the atomic clocks carried by the spacecraft, he says. However, for any constellation of satellites, there has to be a better clock at the satellite system's ground station, since this is how scientists monitor the accuracy of clocks in space. Ely and Bert are planning to send an even smaller version of their clock to hitch a ride on NASA's Veritas mission, which will head to Venus near the end of the decade. While the orbiter won't depend on the clock to find its way to our twin planet, two-way navigation is still a more tried-and-true technique, the JPL team could demonstrate what Veritas planetary scientist Erwin Mazariko calls a shadow navigation by using the data collected by the main navigation team to verify how well one-way steering will work with their technology. Mazariko is also interested in how the atomic clock might enhance the experiments that the Veritas team plans to conduct once the orbiter reaches Venus. A primary goal is to fully characterize the planet, he says, and one way they can do that is by measuring radio frequencies. Veritas will transmit radio waves, and the frequencies of those signals will change as they pass through Venus's atmosphere and gravity field. Researchers can then extract information about the planet from the magnitude of those shifts. Frequency is related to time, Mazariko says, and so timekeeping is quite critical to this whole field. The JPL team also wants to design a version of their clock that uses less power, their first device runs on about 50 watts, just less than a light bulb. That's not bad, actually, Bert says. But there are some ground-based clocks that operate using fewer than 10 watts. So that's the competition. In the meantime, the toaster-sized device from the original mission will continue to circle the Earth until the orbit of its host satellite eventually decays and the whole thing burns up in our atmosphere. Its flight has been a first and critical step towards a future in which humans can explore the depths of space and inhabit other worlds without relying on a communications tether to their home planet. And at the heart of it, says Ely, will be an atomic clock. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.